right, it's time to record a podcast. <laughs> did I already best record? Yeah, it is. Yes, you have. Start. All right. <clears throat> I am single. I did get drunk. I did buy Tinder Prime, and I fully regretted it. But yeah, <laughs> here we go. Little Messi drove my nana to drink. Yeah, he sells Hot Wheels out of his jacket. <laughs> I'd like to think that he knew that John Terry was a huge Saturdays fan. And like Campbell's Soup is a, is, a, is a big deal. Pele is Jay from In Between Us. Luigi, don't quit your day job, mate. Who do you think is more handsome? Shabby Lanter. Pirlo. If you say it, say it with chest. <laughs> Sorry, you just have to guess. <laughs> do you want to go to the toilet? You ever seen a baby pigeon? Uh, he's, he was good mates with Pablo Escobar from what oh. I read. <laughs> Mario who, sorry? You're a pair of twats, you know that. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Nostalgia FC Podcast with your hosts, me Drew. And me George. So this week, uh, paying homage to Gianluca Mancini himself after fighting two of his own players after winning the European Conference Championship, whatever the hell it's called. I don't think anyone really cares about it, if I'm honest. This is the Shithousery Eleven. We've mentioned many shithouse players in our time on this podcast, so we thought it's time to make a full 11 of it, and I think this one's going to be fun. Absolutely. So they can be shithouses for a number of different reasons. Just a forewarning, we're going to say the word shithouse a lot, so if you don't like that word, this probably isn't the episode for you. Sorry, Sorry Mum. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, we're going to press on anyway, so... They could be a shithouse for whatever reason that we deem fit. It could be for a single moment. It could be for their entire career. Or a mixture of both. Right, well, we're going to go for a 4-3-3 formation because uh, a lot of shithouses tend to be central midfielders. So we want to cram in three there. Um, not very many shithouse wingers. So we thought we'd leave them out as well. So 4-3-3. Pretty much a flat midfield. But we'll go through that afterwards. So, starting off at the back, we have the goalkeeper, Aston Villa's own, Emiliano Martinez, formerly of, <laughs> of Arsenal. Argentina's number one. George, why is he a shithouse? Uh, so it's for one reason in his career. Uh, it was a game at Old Trafford against United. United got a penalty and he was screaming at Bruno not to take it and he wanted Ronaldo to take it because he told Bruno he was he was, he was going to miss. Uh, and he was like, Ronaldo needs to take it. Ronaldo score, you'll miss. Bruno, having the pride that he does, Decided to take it and completely missed it. And Martinez, instead of just accepting, you know, his his victory in that aspect, turned towards the Stretford end of Manchester and just started shimmying in front of the crowd. And love if, the shimmy. You've, if you've not seen it, it's so funny. It's so funny. Uh, yeah, so it's got to be for that I mean, moment. And to be honest with you, like, he seems like a really nice guy. I, I yeah. recently watched an interview with him. And he was talking, I can't remember who he was talking to, but they were like in his house going through his trophies. He's got the golden glove from the Copa America that Argentina won. And it just seems like a really nice guy. But obviously when you're playing, he, he switches that switch on and he's like, no, I'm going to be a dick. Watch this. Well, it, it's it's that thing of keepers, isn't it? Trying to put off whoever's taken the, the penalty. You see it in so many penalty shoot, shootouts. I was tempted to yeah, put in Chelsea keeper, Kepa, just mainly because... It was the one against Liverpool, wasn't it, where he just berated every single player that came up and then in the end he was the one to lose Chelsea that final. I was just like... Love that instant karma. Thanks, Kepa. Yeah. Also, yeah. a big shithouse move from Kepa was when he refused to come off in the final. Yeah. <laughs> that one yeah. worked out for him, to be fair, but yeah. 
So yeah. Kepa was a very close second to uh, Martinez in this instance. <laughs> There's definitely a, a stigma on goalkeepers with uh, being a shit house. They a lot of them now will try and hold on to the ball and pass the ball to the player to try and put them off. I've seen goalkeepers like messing with the spot. Obviously, they're always jumping around. Like you said, like there's the shit house trying to put them off by just ch- talking to them as they're trying to take a penalty. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Goalkeepers are a different breed. They have to be to get the ball pelt at you repeatedly. Can we give but, a good shout out to the Merseyside derby this year as well? Both keepers, absolute yeah. shit houses. Pickford falling oh, on top yeah. of the ball. Jordan Pickford. Like... <laughs> and then yeah. Alison doing the same when we were 2 0 up. Love that. I think Pickford is another good shout for this role, but I think for the shimmy alone, you've got to respect <laughs> the shit house shimmy. It's so good. It's so good. Right, anyway. Right, so we'll move into the defence. So in this defence, you've got some of the usual suspects. You hear the word shithouse and you see this person in your head. Yeah. And that is, of course, at right back, Sergio Ramos. Yep, 100%. There's not much to say in the fact that I think everyone knows why he's a shithouse. The Champions League final a few years ago being one of them. Breaking my beloved Mohamed Salah's shoulder <laughs> just to win the game and fair play. They did win the game, and like, yeah, but it's not even just that one moment, it's his whole career. He's been doing it his whole career. Yeah. Yeah, he also admitted to trying to injure him as well, which I'm just a bit like, that's not okay. Literally, does not care one ounce for anyone but his own team, which, fair play, that's probably why he got to the position he was in, uh, and still is in now, playing for PSG. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've spoken a lot about Sergio Ramos in the past, so we'll move on from him into someone who's never made an appearance on the podcast before. Partly because I don't, I don't think he's particularly popular with many sets of fans, but <laughs> it is Arsenal legendary centre back Martin Keown. Now, again, this moment happened against United. So, George, tell us all about it. Well, Arsenal and United back in the day used to be probably the biggest rivalry in English football, uh, just because yeah, just of, the two they were the two teams at the top. Uh, and it was an incident involving him and Ruud van Nistelrooy and the fact that Ruud van Nistelrooy got a penalty, missed it, and then Martin Keown and another, a number of other Arsenal players, but he was like the main one, just sprinted and screamed and laughed in his face. And it's just... <laughs> right up in his grill, like full on like... Yeah. If, if Ruud van Nistelrooy had like leant forward slightly, he would have been inside Martin Keown's mouth. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, although I, I I have to mention that uh, Van Nistelrooy in that same game got his own back by scoring and then standing in front of Keown and just raising his arms above his head. Yeah, which... I seem to remember, was that not the game that ended the Invincibles run? Yeah, uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah. I remember it being. Well, maybe it was, maybe it was a few years later. I can't remember, but I can't remember if Martin Keown would retire by that point. But anyway, it was an ultimate shithouse move, getting right in his grill. And you must have seen it if you've not seen it. Go watch it because it's absolutely hilarious. You don't get yeah. that nowadays. And I'm fairly sure Keown didn't get booked. He like like he didn't get booked for screaming in Rudinistoy's face. Well, I think back then it was a bit different. Like now you would get booked. You'd easily get booked now, but yeah. back then it was a bit more I don't know, anything goes sort of thing. Doesn't really matter. They like yeah. the rivalry. The next pick in this team, I honestly believe, moving along the uh, defence into the next centre-back, I honestly believe would be the captain of this team. Would lead this team out and would be happy to wear shithouse 11 on the front of his shirt every week, week in, week out, is Pepe. Um, yes, Pepe. I haven't got the stats in front of me. I don't know if you have, 
but he has from what from my knowledge he has received so many reds so many yellows been in so many arguments with referees with players been in so many fights he is ridiculous but so much yeah, fun absolutely. to watch this is something that might surprise you about pepe considering how much of a shit house he is and how much like niggly little tackles he puts in and elbows and kicks after the ball's gone out and things like that he's not actually been sent off that much oh He's picked up many, 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 many yellow cards in the region of around about 114 yellow cards in his career, which, again, doesn't sound that many. So somehow he's managed to avoid yellow cards and red cards. But yeah, he only he only received, as far as I can see, four red cards in his career. That's not right. That can't be right. I mean, there's... God, maybe I'm so wrong about this. There's also a, um article here that says he brought an end to his 11-year record of not receiving a red card in February 2002. Yeah. 2022, sorry. God, maybe he's not received that many then. Ultimate shithouse Pepe. He puts in mad challenges, is pretty violent on the pitch, loves to dive, which is... A very underrated thing for a centre back to do is dive. Um, not often synonymous with a with a centre back of Pepe's yeah. stature, but somehow managed to spend a lot of his career not getting sent off, which is insane. Because, like we just said, all those things that he did repeatedly and got a reputation for it, so refs were watching him. Managed to get away with it. So fair play yeah. to Pepe. Fair play yeah, to Pepe. One of the red cards he got was eleven years after his last one, which is insane. And that one he got after the final whistle for a brawl. <laughs> so, yeah, Pepe, ultimate shithouse, but also maybe the sneakiest man in football. Yeah. Fair play to him. I'd say, I'd say being sneaky is a bit of a shithouse move, so there you go, Pepe. Yeah. In the yeah. squad you go. So the next one is much more of a brazen <laughs> shithouse. Um, again, not one that receives many cards, but loves a bit of shithousery on the pitch. His name is Andy Robertson, Liverpool yeah. legendary left back, Scotland captain, and ultimate shit house left back. Throw it back to the Champions League semi final, 2018. Nope, 19. 19. And you've got Andy Robertson on the pitch and on the floor, just sitting down. Lionel Messi sitting down, he's fallen over, sat on the floor. Andy Robertson comes out of nowhere, sprints full pelt behind Lionel Messi. And literally, like, slaps him in the head. <laughs> Messi is so perturbed by it, he sort of goes, what just happened? Then realises and goes, ah, ah, starts running at the referee. Referee doesn't see it. VAR wasn't in action at the time, so managed to get away with it. And, yeah, Andy Robertson slapped Messi in the head and got away with it. He did get substituted at half-time, but he did slap Messi in the head. And then other instances, you've got against Everton... Uh, I think he pushed Mason Holgate into the stand. He's always talking, always talking. And I think players get really annoyed by him talking all the time. Because you can tell he's just telling people that they're shit all the time and he loves it. But the thing about Ali Robertson, he backs it up. And I think that what makes it more frustrating for players. If a player's going to be a dick to you and then back it up, it makes yeah. it even worse. Yeah, but it's also, you need, well not need, it's always good to have that player on your team who will rile the other team up. Because he himself doesn't yeah, actually does that. get that emotional on the pitch. 
I mean, he, you know, in the fact that he won't, he won't throw himself into big challenges, stuff like that. But he gets the the opponent riled up, and he, um, yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of him for obvious reasons. Yeah, mm-hmm. I completely agree with this. I remember as well. I think, I think the reason he did it was Messi had put in a challenge on one of the Liverpool players in that game that he didn't like. So when he saw the opportunity, for a reason, I think he just do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Also, to do that on arguably the best player in the world is uh, <laughs> you got some balls on you, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of having balls on you, this next story leads in nicely. So <laughs> we'll move into the midfield and we're going to go for the first central midfielder, which is none other than Hollywood legend Vinnie Jones. <laughs> now, you might think, balls, Vinnie Jones, what are you talking about? Well, let me tell you. So. <laughs> Vinnie Jones, very I've never famously. Known a, I've never known a more seamless transition, carry on. <laughs> That's what you came for. You came for the podcast today for the transitions. All right, so uh, in 1988, I believe. Yeah, 1988, uh, Newcastle versus Wimbledon. Vinnie Jones already notorious shithouse. If you have never watched the confirmation of Vinnie Jones playing football, imagine him playing the juggernaut in X-Men but in a football kit and you pretty much got a summary of his career where he just runs through everyone. How he doesn't get sent off every game is insane. Two foot challenges, dives into everything. Like George mentioned previous, it was a different era of the game. But anyway, back to the story at hand. Oh, said it again. There you go, at hand. I'll come into it. Uh, so Vinnie Jones uh, against Newcastle, 1988, lining up against the very famous Mr. Paul Gascoigne. Now, there's a very famous picture Uh, of this caught on camera, so Vinnie Jones couldn't even deny it. Mid-game, Vinnie Jones, very aggressively, (laughs) full-on, grabs on and yanks down on Paul Gascoigne's testicles. (laughs) Full-on. And then, I can't really find the reason why, but after that, he decided, as a present to Paul Gascoigne, he would send him a toilet brush. Because... It was a shit house move. Oh, oh, hello! <laughs> there we go. We found the definition of it. Oh my god! There you go. We found the origin of the word shit house. <laughs> yeah, Dan. yeah. That very iconic moment with a very iconic picture of Vinnie Jones with a handful of Paul Gascoigne. Yeah. Paul Gascoigne looking very upset about it, as you would if someone grabbed testicles mid football game, especially in the eighties when the shorts were pretty much boxes. You had nowhere to hide. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, what, when does that go through your head to just be like, "Yeah, I'm just going to grab onto, uh, grab onto his balls here"? What a weird, weird man! And now he's a, like Drew said, he's a yeah. big time actor now. So, yeah, Liv- there you go, living out my dream. He's he's terrific. If you've ever seen the film Euro Trip, he plays a football hooligan from <laughs> London that supports Manchester United, and he he's very funny in that. So, I'd recommend watching that if you've never seen it. <laughs> Also anyway. plays a great football coach and she's the man. Great, yes. great actor. Great actor. I, Best sports yeah. film ever. Anyway, let's. We so, digress. speaking uh, of testicles, moving well, on to someone who looks like a testicle, uh, it's Scott Brown. <laughs> I'll say that. I know, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, there you go. We're sticking with that. Scott Brown. <laughs> Celtic legend, Scotland legend. Like royalty over in Scotland and Celtic, so 
Yeah. Probably get murdered. Every every team that isn't Celtic or Aberdeen in Scotland absolutely hates Scott Brown. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah I think any team that Scott that Scotland or Celtic have ever played with Scott Brown in the team also hates Scott Brown. Yeah. He loves he loves an argument or a fight or anything on the pitch, anything yeah. to get anyone riled up. He loves it and he just plays on it. And he's good at it yeah. as well. There's like a a, foot, a clip of him getting absolutely taken out, getting back up, getting the ball, getting taken out again, and then just gets back up again. It's like the Terminator, but like a shithouse version where he just gets back up and he's like, arms out to the fans like, are you not entertained? Yeah. It's fantastic. If you've never seen it, you need to get on that because it's, is yeah, Scott Brown, there's no words to describe, which is unfortunate because this is a podcast, which is a purely audio format, <laughs> but there's no words to describe how much of a shithouse he is because it's just you just have to witness it. You just have to witness it. Any chance he gets to rile up the opposition, he will do it. Yeah. I've seen a video of him kicking a water bottle away as well. someone goes to pick it up. He just kicks it out of their hands. Like, <laughs> no need. Just does it. Just like I've seen him throw the ball at, back at a ball boy. He yeah. threw it to me too quickly, so he threw it back. <laughs> just, yeah. Him and Andy Robertson, stereotype of what Scottish football is. Yeah, which yeah. is great that they're both in this team because obviously Scotland have some amazing footballers that aren't all shit houses like that. But those two are very famously Scottish and shit houses. So there you go. Moving into the next position in this midfield, so we've had two great shit houses so far, and the third is coming right here. It's a Dutchman, formerly of Manchester City. It is, of course, Nigel De Jong. Now, <laughs> Nigel De Jong, very famous for playing in the World Cup final and then thinking, oh, you know what I like? Karate Kid. Watch this. And full-on karate kicking my beautiful Chabi Alonso straight in the chest, nowhere near the ball. It's full-on drop kick. Full and then force gets away as with well. It. Full force as it's well. Insane. There was some... It's like a sickening blow. Like, he could break some yeah. ribs doing that. Yeah, there was some anger behind it as well. You could Absolutely tell. Absolutely mad. Yeah, I don't know why as well. It was it was so, a yeah, really boring. I remember it being a really boring game as well, and then this comes out of nowhere, and he just kicks him in the chest. Yeah, that so that this Nigel Young being in this team can lead on to the fact that in that Euros final, Holland had played amazing football to get to the final, got to the final, and thought, right, let's just kick Spain. This is our tactic. <laughs> We're just going to kick Spain yeah. and see if it works. Didn't work. Because turns out Spain quite nippy and can avoid being kicked. Apart from Chabi Alonso, he he got straight up kicked. But um, <laughs> yeah, Nigel De Jong also to add to his uh, shithouse CV uh, broke Hatem Benarfa's fibula and tibula in the same tackle when he was playing for City, Ouch. and he also in a friendly broke someone else's in a friendly broke someone else's leg. I can't remember what player it was, but in a friendly match came off the bench straight on broke a leg. Yeah, everyone else is there like jogging around like oh it's good to get some minutes under the belt oh this pre-season's r- rolling up nicely oh my god my leg's in half <laughs> uh, he's probably just annoyed his first name's Nigel <laughs> he's a young like he's such a good player on the ball but it just yeah just loved to to kill people I, just, I remember him being a great player just terrifying yeah, good for AC Milan when he went there but yeah at, at City in particular, he was he was a shit house. You need that. You need that to balance the midfield. Sometimes you need that anchoring midfield that's going to happily destroy people. 
<laughs> yeah. What a what a terrifying player. Yeah, moving on into our three strikers, and they are all really strikers, although I guess this one that I'm about to mention could be down as a winger, because I think he has played there, is a Welshman himself, played for many a team. Uh, it is Craig Bellamy. Yes. Now, Bellamy's yeah. never made an appearance in this before, which is a shame, because he actually is a terrific player. Yeah, great player. He really player. is a fantastic player. But at the same time, an absolute shit house. <laughs> We've alluded to the golf incident before, haven't we, I think, on this podcast? Yes. With... Yes, and that is John Arisa. Yep. So the main reason why Craig Bellamy is in this team is because he swung a golf club at his own teammate, which, as George mentioned just there, is John Arisa. Swung a golf club at John Arisa, uh, just before Liverpool played Barcelona at the Camp Nou, Camp Nou, and then scores in the Camp Nou, and in the celebration, golf club swing. <laughs> no remorse, just like, yep, I did do it, and I'll do it again. Don't you forget it. It's so funny. Like, John Arisa was probably I'd... stood there on the other side of the pitch, like, what the hell? <laughs> I think with Craig Bellamy as well, he really is one of the players that has complained the most to referees in history. Like, he spent so much time complaining to referees. If he spent that much time dedicating it to scoring goals, he could have been one of the best strikers of all time. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. He just spent complaining to referees. But yeah, he's, he's played for some big teams. Obviously, Celtic, Newcastle, Liverpool... Blackburn, West Ham, Liverpool again. <laughs> he's, he's played for some big teams, Cardiff. But yeah, he, he remained a shithouse throughout and loves to complain to referees. So he goes straight in. Yeah. Now, his strike partners, there's two of them who are actually a partnership in themselves. Both played for uh, Atleti at one point or another and then played together for a season. So the first one is Uruguayan legend Luis Suarez. How could he not be? The man has bitten three separate players. Three times he's bitten three someone. Three different teams. How do you... What? Three <laughs> different teams, three different times, three different countries. Nom, nom, nom. Loves it. <laughs> it's... I was, we've spoken so, about... We've spoken about it a lot, and I just... I still... I still can't get over it. I don't know where yeah. the instinct in your head to be like, punch, no, kick, no, bite, Yes. It's like Pac-Man. I'm sure someone's designed a uh, Pac-Man game where it's Luis Suarez <laughs> yeah. chasing after Bonucci. <laughs> or Chiellini, sorry. So let's break it down. Luis Suarez is uh, many bites of his career. He scored many, many goals. Out- outrageous striker. One of the best players I've ever seen play. Um, one of Liverpool's best ever players. Same for Barcelona. The amount of goals he scored is, is insane. Uruguayan legend. Maybe one of the best... Maybe. The, the best Uruguayan player of all time. Um, Luis Suarez, three separate bites. So let's break him down. So the first one, he's playing uh, in <laughs> in Holland and he bites someone in the shoulder from the front. So he comes in the front this time, straight in on the shoulder, nom nom. And then he moves over to England, joins Liverpool. Now, whilst at Liverpool, uh, Liverpool playing Chelsea and 
for whatever reason, he decides to take a nibble of Branislav Ivanovic's arm from behind this time. Little sneak attack. And then does a little 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 nibble on Ivanovic's arm. And the look on Ivanovic's face is so funny when he's like, did, did you just, what, what, ref? He just bit me. Because <laughs> obviously VAR wasn't a thing at the time. So no one's going to believe you if you say, Lewis Soros just bit me. He's like, yeah, jog on, pal. Corner, go on. So that one was bad enough. He got banned for a long time for doing that. And then, World Cup, Uruguay versus Italy. It's just out of nowhere, facing the wrong way, turns around, bites Chiellini, and then has the audacity to hold his own teeth as if Chiellini has shouldered him in the teeth. When That's he clearly the- made the movement forward to bite his shoulder, and he's like, oh, oh my teeth! It's so funny because the <laughs> that's what I was going to mention about it to go down holding your teeth and then like he's like pleading to the ref as in like look look and he's just like he's not gone over to you and gone into your teeth has he and if he has it's How an accident is that to go for the teeth <laughs> you'd go for the head like the face like most players do but no he went specifically and no offense to him but he's got some big big chompers on him so he's like holding them bit between chompers. <laughs> He's holding them. Hey, you've been saying nom nom. You can't. He's been hold. He's holding them in between his fingers, and it's just like it looks like. Com- it looks like he's holding on to like you know fake teeth that you stick in. Comedy teeth. Yeah. Well, his his shithousery isn't just exclusive to uh, teeth based antics. Uh, he also is famous for uh, his famous handball against Ghana, and then celebrating the tunnel as Ghana got knocked out of the tournament. Absolutely insane player in every definition of the word insane that you could you could associate with football. That is Mr. Lewis Suarez, and that is why he makes this team. Yeah. Uh, right. So moving on to his uh, the well his partner and the final striker in this team. I think there's going to be no surprises here to tell you it is Diego Costa, uh, formerly of yes. Chelsea, formerly of Atletico, formerly of uh, ooh Spain and Brazil. <laughs> which is weird. Yeah, there's so many incidents of Diego Costa um, riling people up, just constant talking on the pitch. He's dirty, pulls players down. Yeah, we've seen him in many, many fights and starting them, starting big brawls on the pitch, especially in England. We've seen that a lot. So yeah, I think Diego Costa earns his place in this side. Oh, absolutely. He again, was not a player that was very much uh, keen to hide how much of a shit house he was. He'll just straight up do it and then not even care about the consequences afterwards. What Diego Costa did so well as a shit house, and this is like a, an undervalued shit house uh, quality, if you will, is his ability to wind up opposition players to doing bad things to him. Yeah. So he'll do little niggly things the whole game, wind up players to the point where they lose their heads and then they get sent off. And then Diego Costa just laughs as they go off. Like it was his plan the whole time. Evil genius, maniacal laughter, the whole the whole nine yards. He loves it. He That's the one thing about Diego Costa and that's why he leads the line of this team is not only is the shit house, he loves it. His whole thing is based around the fact that yes, he might score 20 goals a season, but... He'll also get 20 players yellow carded this season or more because of how he dominates them physically, makes fun of them, little kicks after the ball. 
He's definitely a player that wouldn't function in today's world of VAR. He'd be sent off at least six times a season. If oh, hundred percent was, was yeah. a thing when he was playing. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Like he's yeah, he's a fantastic strike and unreal player. And when him and Suarez played as a partnership, just I would imagine playing against that, you would be, you might as well have all the defenders on a yellow card before you start the game. Yeah. The the other thing is as well, I just searched Diego Costa on YouTube, and the first thing that comes up is Diego Costa fights. So that so multiple, and the video is like ten minutes long. So um, that sort of tells you exactly what kind of a player he was or person. Love to see it. Yeah. So there you go. There's our starting eleven. This the shit house eleven. Some fantastic players in there. All fantastic at doing their main thing of winding people up and getting people sent off, getting themselves sent off. We do have a lengthy subs bench for this team. Yes. So we won't, we won't break down each individual player. We'll just give you a list of people that could have made the team but didn't quite get there. So we've got obviously got Roy Keane, uh, Muscat, Joey Barton, Mario Balotelli, Duncan Ferguson, Lee Catamol. Mark Van Bommel, David Luiz, Ruud van Nistelrooy. Plenty of people that could have gone in this team as well, but didn't quite make it. Yeah. And Benucci. And Benucci, of course. It's coming to Rome! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, England fans. Right. So, we're going to go through this team one more time to remind you of who's made the shithouse eleven. Again, sorry, mums, for saying that word so many times. We'll we'll edit you a special beeped out version so you can listen to this one back. There you go. <laughs> You're telling them that at the end. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you've made it this far. You might as well listen to the rest of it. Eh? So, in goal, we have Emmy Martinez for his shithouse shimmy at Old Trafford. Yeah. In defence, we have Sergio Ramos, Martin Keown, Pepe, and Andy Robertson. Yeah, moving on to midfield, we have Vinnie Jones for grabbing Paul Gascoigne's testicles. I will never get used to saying that. Next to him, we have Scott Brown for just being the ultimate shithouse in the world. And every Scotland fan hates him except for Celtic fans. And moving on, we have Nigel de Jong for karate kicking Xabi Alonso in the chest. Yes, and then the front three would be the most frustrating front three to play against if you ever had the unfortunate to play against them it is Craig Bellamy Luis Suarez and Diego Costa Ugh. there is our shithouse 11 another challenge in the bag uh, again if you want to suggest any challenges feel free you can DM us on any of our socials at Nostalgia FC Pod or you can drop us an email at nostalgiafcpod at gmail.com so thanks for listening uh, tune in again next week where we might have a guest. We might have a new episode like this. We might have something completely different. Who knows? We don't. <laughs> Fair. That's the beauty of this podcast. Thanks again for listening. Remember to check us out on all socials. Uh, subscribe on your given podcast network. Leave us a rating. Spread it to all your friends. Uh, get the word out there. Nostalgia FC is back and here to stay. For now, that was Nostalgia FC's Shithouse 11. And what a team it was. And what a team it was.
Arsenal legendary centre centre back. <laughs> That's not how you say centre. Legend, 